I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Football Drop Podcast. This is an extra special version because for the first time ever, one of the co-hosts is missing. Uh, he has had his operation. Uh, he, I am almost glad to report that he is absolutely fine and not in as much pain as I was hoping that he would be. Um, with me, though, as if our regular listeners for the couple of you that there are left we've got Ali Campbell with us evening everyone evening as we are doing this on on Monday Monday evening um yeah he's yeah unfortunately like you say he's not in as uh, as much pain as we thought he'd be but you know he's on the mend he's on the mend and he will be back soon I'm sure I'm sure but he's still getting his he's still getting his uh two cents in in this one as well so he's sent us a Sends a list to do when we do later our top ten uh, centre mid centre attacking mids. So yeah. we will definitely go over that, rip his list apart, and do our own list. So that's fine. Yeah. On there, but yeah. Exactly. So, how you been, mate? Good. And also. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So to just just into so also so he's this IT person who thinks he's like excellent, and if IT goes slightly wrong, he sits there with his chest puffed out like. Oh, well, it wouldn't have happened if it was me, but but I think we've done all right. We had a couple of issues, but half an hour later, bang, we're recording. Exactly, exactly. That's all we needed. We just needed half hour. Bearing in mind, I'd only installed the software like you know, uh, two hours ago. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's good. I think we're doing well. You know, so so yeah. He's gonna be well yeah. happy with that. He's gonna be ripping us for. He two, will. Two, two half an hour, half an hour, fucking hell! Uh, I would have done it in thirty seconds, mate. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah. But 
Anyway, how were you doing? How was your week? How's your weekend? Yeah. Um, my my weekend um, was good. Let's let's just say good, and um, can see you've got a really yeah. really big grin on your face because you know it wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> you know what? Personally, it was great. Enjoyed myself. Went to the gym on Sunday. Albeit that was partly down to the football. Um, but yeah, no, my 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 weekend uh, my weekend was good. How was yours? Yeah, pretty chilled. Um, did a bit of gym. No, I didn't do any gym work this weekend, actually. I tell a lie. I didn't do any gym work. Um, but yeah, it was pretty chilled. Quite nice. You know, Saturday morning, watching kids play football. One of them was mine, I should add. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, 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 don't, we're not, just put it out there. Will's not going just watching random kids playing football. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I can't really remember what I did for the rest of the weekend, but it seemed nice. Gone quick, so, you know. Always sign. You've gone on a bit of a fitness journey yourself, haven't you? Um, well, yeah. I mean, was it back in back in September? I had a I had a gastric sleeve done. Um, so okay. I don't I don't eat uh, as much as I did I used to um, because I simply can't stomach it because my stomach's now twenty percent of the size it was, um, which potentially is only a little bit smaller than the size of a normal person's stomach. Um, but you know. Uh, but yeah, no. So since then, yeah, I've uh, um, had had some weight drop off. Um, I think as of today, it's like eight stone, eight wow. pound. I think so. Amazing. So yeah, and uh, like, like I said, going to the gym, and if the football continues the way it's been going, I'm going to be ripped by the end of the season. <laughs> See me in a lean, lean physique by the end of the season if it keeps going the way it is but I really hope it doesn't you know but normally Lord Ed's is like oh you're watching football again but now because she knows how much how much football annoys me and then I take my frustrations out in the gym she's like you want to watch football do you want to watch football I'm like I'm like this is not it's not what I wanted it's not what I wanted from this but yeah uh, brilliant Oh, well, yeah. well done, mate. Thanks for sharing that. that was That's all right. Amazing. Well done. Thanks. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, should we uh, get on with the uh, news section let's then? Let's get on with the news, mate. Yeah, yeah, okay. let's get Because I can't wait to get on to the Premier League action. <laughs> the news yeah, first. I, I bet you can't. I bet you can't. I just need a bit of, uh, a, bit of a break before that. <laughs> So what's what's been going on lately? Obviously, it was the end of the transfer window. Um, I think it's probably a yeah. record lowest for the Premier League in spending. Yeah, I think was it? I can't remember what it was down, but it was down by a lot from last season. Last season's January. I can't remember the exact figure, but it's it's going to be like hundreds of millions, isn't it? Yeah, like... I mean, I mean, I won't I won't lie. Chelsea have had uh, a good uh, percentage of the uh, last what three transfer windows and their spending. <laughs> yeah. So bear in mind that we didn't spend anything and we were just sending players out on loan. Um, yeah, that uh, that will um, <laughs> that will definitely take it down a bit. But yeah, I think I think it's this whole um, whole profit and sustainability thing, isn't it? It's just it's just killing clubs from being able to do anything like just you know any sort of spending whatsoever so um i mean you know even the fact that newcastle bearing in mind most probably the richest club in the world or you know one yeah. of the richest clubs in the world um if you take into just the amount of money their owners have 
can't make a six million pound loan deal for Calvin Phillips work, you know. Um, albeit as as we'll get onto, it's not it's not worked out too well for him in the first two games no. of his West Ham <laughs> career. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean the fact that they couldn't make that work, and then obviously they were potentially looking looking at selling like well, Almiron was linked to move away. Trippier was like obviously by me were heavily heavily. Uh, link to try and get in so um so yeah but yeah i think i think this I, I don't want it to be a feature this profit and sustainability stuff coming in and stopping because you know we like an exciting transfer window but this one was just a bit like ugh. you know i can imagine the reporters on sky sports would have been like i kind of want something to happen now because i was listening to the radio like on deadline day and one of them was like i've got some news it's armando brosier and i'm like great i mean we know he's leaving you know what, what <laughs> you know so um so yeah but what do you think about him leaving though because chelsea chelsea haven't got a, like a striker that's firing now i'm not saying that he is firing mm. but he could be one of the, i mean Nick jackson doesn't score goals and kunku can't keep fit so so what about um why not keep brochure yeah i mean Start of the season, I was very much like keep hold of him because there was interest coming over from like Italy for him and Turkey for him, and I was very much a start of the season keep hold of him because we need a different like plan B as it would be sort of thing. Unfortunately for him, obviously he had his he had his bad injury which he came back from like last season. Obviously, no one did well last season. No one's particularly doing well this season, sort of. But um, uh. You know, so and he's just not he's he can't get a run of games and I think he needs a run of games somewhere to actually get get going again because I mean seeing I saw him when he was on loan at Southampton and you know he was he was ripping it up for them like you know and they were even talking about signing him like permanently yeah. and we said no we want to keep him and and everything and obviously then he had his like, and then he done his um he done his ACL. Um, you know, knee injuries, which seem to be just the curse of the Chelsea treatment room, it seems. Go anywhere near Stamford Bridge and you'll end up with a bad knee. Um, yeah, so I see I see the the sense of why we've sent him out on loan, try and get some games, try and see what he can do. And obviously, also, I think it's because no one was going to pay the 50 million that we wanted for him at one point. I mean, even when I saw that, I was like, I mean that's uh, yeah. I mean he scored what two goals this season in the Premier League. Yeah. So <laughs> you can you can have you you'll be like you know asking a lot to try and get fifty million for him. But um, he's not even got that British tax on him, has he? Like he's, he's, he's no, he's not. Um, well, well, that's no, no, that's the thing. He technically has and he hasn't because technically he's a homegrown player because he came through our youth and he he's bought he was born in England but he played he obviously plays his football for Albania, so. He does technically have that tax of being a homegrown player um, on there, but um, but yeah, obviously with him playing for a different national team, it doesn't really hold the same as others on there. But um, but yeah, so he's gone. Um, a few others went on loan, but you know, it's just the way it is. Unfortunately, just not much. I think that profit and sustainability is, and the points deduction for Everton and the charges against Forest and Everton and. You know the Premier League saying that they're going to take action against City this season. You know, bring mm. those charges forward has got people teams running really scared, and that shows. 
and it's going to be fascinating to see uh, uh, what happens in January, where, you know, whether there's lots and lots of movement going. But is it in January where that three-year period is kind of reset? I think I think it's the end of I think I think there's a point in the end of January and then and then there's also but there's also a point it's like a I'm I'm sure there was something some someone saying that there is a point in January when it resets but then there's also um a point in the summer the 30th of June where again it resets it, it like resets so it kind of resets every every sort of 6 months to work out where you are in the yeah, in the profit okay. sustainability, I think so, because uh, now obviously after we didn't really sell anyone, um, everyone's talking about well Chelsea are going to be in breach of FFP because you know they 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 need to sell players by the thirty for June now and it's like yeah well you know it's, uh, same as last season really we had to sell players by the thirty for June thirty for June and we most probably will we most probably get our outgoings done early and uh, if there are any incomings um it will be uh. It'll be later on in the window again, but but yeah, but especially what... this season, with with the with the Premier League being so open in terms of, you know, I think Burnley and Sheffield are probably going to go down, but there's still that fight between Luton and Forest at the moment, and whether you know and Everton like Palace well. get drawn into that. Uh, sorry, yeah, Everton, yeah, of course, get 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 even more points deducted and things like. So they're strengthening needed. But they're not. They're not really doing it. And the, and same with the top, Arsenal, Liverpool, City. You know, all all in the running for. Nobody signed anybody. It's it's so weird that you've got that. But that that profit and sustainability is is right there. Yeah, because um, I mean, if you think if you think about it, if you think about it, right, obviously Arsenal. You obviously you were probably wanting them to sign a striker in January. Some just something a bit extra. Yeah, yeah. But can you imagine if you've signed that striker? And later on down the line, they've turned around and said, "Oh no, that now we're gonna like it, it." Might obviously the thing is, it may not happen until next season when they actually do charge or anything. But can you imagine if they then turn around to Arsenal, like you know, start of next season, like they did with Everton, like this season, like sort of earlyish on, saying, "Oh no, we're now gonna dock you what t- six to ten points." No one knows what the actual number is that they dock because they docked Everton ten. They're now looking at docking Forest six and Everton another six, and no one really knows the the actual number. But can you imagine? Like obviously, then it would be a case of like, well, why did you sign that striker? What you know, the club saying, why did the club sign a striker if they knew he was going to never going to be like that? But but yeah, but no, I but did. It depends obviously... where it all. It all resets because it's that three-year period. Is it a th- rolling three-year period, or is it a three-year period stop and then the next three-year period? Um, because otherwise, in the summer, it's going to be mental. Because if that if it's if it's all fine again, like oh no, yeah, you've got you've got the next three years now to balance your books. Go hammer and tong. Let's get Tony. Let's get five hundred million spent. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, and I think I, f- I think that's what the Chelsea board will be hoping for—that it all resets. But yeah. unfortunately, I don't think it does. I think it's very much a rolling thing yeah, on there. So, yeah, it's going to be. Um, it might it might be something that's here to stay this profit and sustainability. But the thing is, to be honest, the uh, the amount that the uh, what it is, what is it? It's like a hundred and five million each each year, basically, that you can't go over. I mean that's a. I mean, coming from a Chelsea fan, I will say that's a bit low. 
especially if yeah. you're looking at especially if you're looking at other, like you know let's say the top clubs who are looking to sign players for 80 million you know 100 million like 60 million like those those sorts of signings you, it's not sustainable unless like potentially if Arsenal then I don't know whether you had to sell Martinelli or whether you had to sell as much as it would pain you Saliba to get another load of players in but that's not really strengthening the squad that's kind of that's kind of just making it the same if not weaker because yeah. still new players take time to bed in and everything so you I, know I think I was listening to something or read something somewhere that was saying about that that these rules were brought in was it like four or five years ago mm. so that bar was set when a hundred odd million just over was a lot of money now, with the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, City spending over a hundred million or over on players, let's not forget Man United that's... spending ninety on Anthony. Let's not forget that. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, yeah, can't forget that. But it's, it's, you know, that becomes then like that's not enough. So no. do they need to review that in before the summer? They need to go right, Everton, Forest, you do, you dock your points if that's what you need to do. Man City, you stripped of all your titles and everything, and you're relegated. Now we start where um, we're going to review it, and actually we're going to increase it up to two hundred million. So. Yeah, I think I think it's I think because obviously, what happens each year is inflation, right? So yeah. not like you know, like you're saying, hundred million back then was like a lot of money. Clubs now spend a hundred million, probably like you know, at least I'd say. F- Three, four, maybe five clubs will spend a hundred million on one player, or if not a hundred million overall. You know, even on a couple of players. So, you know, it's uh, I I do think I do think it's something which probably needs to be increased. Whether they'll do it or not, I don't know. They might just be sort of stuck in their ways, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens from there. Because the argument against it is, if you are coming up into the league. Or you're you're sort of middle, you know. Say you're a Bournemouth or a Wolves, you can't compete. So it's to level that playing field. But how much money did Nottingham Forest spend when they when they came up on their 600 players that they bought? How how much has um, uh, I can't think of a team now? Everton spent over the course of their what they what they're playing as well, and they're they they they're teetering just above. That's probably poor business, but. Yeah, they're still spending the money when they come up. So, yeah, it's a wonder for me whether it needs to be reviewed because these people, unless the next season coming up, they're not short of money. They're, no. they're going to be able to go out and buy good players. Ipswich, maybe not. Um, who's is it? Southampton. Who's, who's third? Well, you got. Well, that's the thing. You've got it's like Leeds, Southampton, uh, Ipswich, all in that like uh, two to four places yeah. on there um, and then obviously you've got like the likes of Coventry and West Brom like lower down in the Coventry. playoff playoffs uh, spots there but um, but yeah I mean that's and that's the thing it's like it obviously it, we then we then looks like we're coming away from this uh, you know sp- go out and spend a load of money because obviously everyone obviously what everyone threw at Chelsea when, when Bramwich came in they bought the league what everyone threw at City when City came in they bought the league what everyone threw at United when United were first spending loads of money oh, they bought they bought the league 
it's like it's like they're trying to be like okay no one's going to buy the league anymore but the thing is is then you're actually hindering like the actual quali- like quality of the league basically because then clubs can't go out and spend money on these players but then again it could also help with uh like the growth of the of the English players at that point, yeah, like the the that. academy players, so it kind of goes both ways, really. So, um, so yeah. But I did see the Nottingham Forest, even though obviously these charges, obviously they ended up going out and spending, but still they were still spending money. But I think it was money they'd already recouped because they sold Mangala from uh, from there to he went to Leon for like thirty million, and they ended up buying a goalkeeper getting Giovanni Reiner on loan I think it was from Dortmund um, that's right so yeah but oh also one couple more things just just before we move off this this topic but um, did you see that Saeed Ben Rama's deal went yeah, through like and four nows deal went through like went through like I don't know 18 hours after the winter closed yeah. and, and, and they were blaming West Ham weren't they they said yeah. that it was really disrespectful behaviour from West Ham. Mm. It seemed like a, yeah, it seemed like a um uh what happened with Chelsea and Hakim Ziyech when he was going to when he was going to PSG. Um where obviously we sent the wrong form, which, you know, great. I'd have rather just got rid of Ziyech at that point anyway. Um yeah. but Leon, yeah, it sounded like Leon were basically saying the West Ham just didn't send anything. It's like we had everything, we had stuff, we had it all, and everything. Like he was even there, he was doing his photos, he was in the training kit, he was, you know, and he's just there, just like, I've got, well, I don't want to go back, sort of thing. And it's like, well, why why should he at that point? Like everything's done, like, you know, and it's literally West Ham not sending stuff. Now, I know they were playing, like, I think were they play, when were they playing on th- I think they were playing Thursday night on um, yeah, right. on deadline day but still someone from the offices should probably still be there like you know oh here's here's the paperwork you need sort of thing but yeah it seems like they just they just went out oh, we're not going to bother tonight nah have that nah I'm not going to do any overtime nah so it can't be asked <laughs> can't be asked on it exactly yeah no it was that was funny that that both players had to go through so late and there was there was not a nice word being said about West Ham on that one. Um, no, but not yeah, at all. interesting, interesting. And that's all FFB, similar to uh, you were saying about Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Interesting. Just before, so last thing on this for me. Yeah. And it will link up to something that I'm going to ask later on in the show. Is a manager dismissal the compensation that's paid, is that taken out of? The profit and sustainability. Good question. I don't actually know. You'd think, as a Chelsea fan, I would know that, considering the yeah. amount of managers that we have sacked. But I wonder. I if don't. It is. I don't know. It might. It might be. You know. It. It might be. I've, I mean. It, I mean. It's. It's still. It's still what the club have to pay, right? So technically, you'd think it would be right because obviously, yeah. if a if a player leaves. Or if a player like you know mutually terminates their contract and like they agreed to be paid a certain amount, like pay up their contract or anything, technically that would still go into the accounts as a loss because you still had to pay that. So, I I would assume it does. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not looking forward to the follow up question. Um, later. Okay. <laughs> so you, you've got to I've got I've got and done to yeah. it, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> 
Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> so moving on with some of the news, just wanted to sort of touch on uh, Duke Bellingham. Oh uh, yeah. From Real Madrid. Yeah. They played Getafe, uh, and uh, I think he went in for a tackle with Mason Greenwood, who's playing over there on loan from Man United at the moment. Um, and the camera panned over to Jude Bellingham, and he appeared to say a word. You, you couldn't hear it, but you could sort of definitely lip read that it began with an R and ended in a pissed. Um, maybe connected yeah. to you know what he was arrested for. Was it two years ago? Now? I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that cameraman, he's uh, he's 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 good, isn't he? he like the he timing is. on that camera, <laughs> panning to him. I mean, I know they usually do after a player's like gone in for a tackle or something, you know, and then they see him like going going back and everything. But wow, um, and then I saw La Liga are gonna um, like get a lip reader in to see if he actually actually said it. And I'm, but the thing is, yeah. though, I'm thinking. Why do you need? Why do you need to know if he said it or not? Like, I, I, I would understand if it's a racist remark. You, you then need to get lip readers in to see what was actually said, so then you could go forth and fine and whatever else a player. But, like, he, he said, a, he said a word. Yep. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Obviously, I, I know exactly what the word was. I think we, everyone does, but. I don't know why they would need to get people in to say, did he actually say that? It's like, well, yeah, he did, but <laughs> exactly. And and this is this is going to be my point. They have gone in to more effort to find out if Jude Bellingham called Mason Greenwood arguably what he is <laughs> because mm. he was accused of it. I think mm. there was like I I don't know. I don't want to go too much into it, but I think there was like a recording of it actually happening. Yeah, then, and yeah. so the evidence was pretty much there. Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't know. I don't. Want to but they've, yeah, I mean, they've but, they've put more effort into that than they have actually stopping like trying to stop racism in the country yeah. at the games, which, which is uh, rife in in all countries is rife. Like yeah. Spain, especially, it's really bad there. No, hardly any effort like this has gone into that. But to protect Mason Greenwood, and I also was having a little look on Twitter because I saw Jude Bellingham was trending mm. and I was like, oh, what's this all about? And there are lots of people hating on him, going on on him, saying it's disrespectful. How can you say that about Greenwood? Bro? I'm thinking, wow, there's lots of people standing up for Greenwood in this, which really threw me. I was I was thinking that there'd be lots of support for Bellingham, but there there wasn't. Yeah, I mean... He ha- he hasn't gone. He hasn't literally gone up to his face and said it. Like he's done it, and it looks like. I mean, obviously we can't tell because no one actually heard it, and obviously you're not going to hear it unless you are standing right next to him. But I don't know how close Greenwood was to him, but I don't know if Greenwood would would have even heard it or whether it's just something that he sort of said under his breath or something, but as mouth but as mouthed it at the same time, sort of thing. So, you know, I mean. Football players call each other all sorts on the pitch. I don't really, yeah. I don't really see like what's why why people would be like outraged because I mean you go to a football match, 
you hear the, some of the stuff that people, the, the players say on the pitch. I mean, at, at times, like we know, you don't need lip readers when they're talking to the referees <laughs> to see what to see exactly. whether they agree with the decision yeah. or not. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. Uh, but that, yeah, that was that was something that uh, happened during. Uh, what was it during the week? I think it was, wasn't it? Um, yeah, during the week. Happened, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting one. And then finally on the news, I saw that you had Al Nasir and uh, Inter Miami have a match together. So it was the, I think oh, it was yeah. Builders Ronaldo against Messi again, like for old time's sake. And they were both injured and unable to play. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really oh. funny. And the fact the fact. The fans were going mad about it. I think Al Nasir had to refund the fans the money for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I saw this. I saw like um, was it a few weeks ago when they was in China doing their pre like their pre season and everything, and like they announced that Ronaldo was going to be injured, and I think they actually can't. I don't know whether they cancelled the game or like like you say refunded people for for him not playing or anything because he was injured but I think they stormed the hotel that he was in and everything like that and it's just yeah. like good god but yeah I mean I mean with them being both injured obviously you can't help if they're both injured like you know I can't I can't see like Arsenal refunding people if Saka's injured or if you know or if like you know Saka and Saliba are both like it's like if you went to like to an FA Cup game or even a pre-season game in general you know what you're going to get you're going to get a mismatch of team so I, I don't really think I don't really think they should have had to refund people like yeah okay you come to see Ronaldo but if you look at the you, you always do is look at Twitter you see he's injured so, <laughs> so you know yeah, um yeah. And you know, I mean, I mean, then into Miami, you've got you've got players like Suarez and Busquets and Jordi Alba still there. So you know, I don't know whether they were playing in the game or or, or what, but you yeah. know, you, you've got you've got a stacked, you've got kind of a, a good four players in that squad that ran Europe basically for a period of time. So you know, but yeah, no, just because one's and... missing. They had all they had all of those players in the Inter Miami team, uh, and they lost six 0 Well, well, that's uh, that's that's heartbreaking for them, I guess. But <laughs> it is. I mean, uh, Messi did come on. Uh, he did come off the bench late yeah. on, but they still lost six 0 um, and I think uh, Ronaldo put out, I don't know if he put out a tweet or if he said something, but he'd said something a year ago about how the Saudi League is better than the uh, American MSL. Mm. Um, and now, he's. I think he, there was a bit of, told you, it's, a better, it's a, better, a better team's better league, and you could probably say he's right. I mean, you could you could say it's right. I mean, I think I think what we've all got to realise is that it's pre season. I mean, yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea run beaten in pre season. I'll just say that now. So you know, um, pre season means nothing in the world of, in the world of football. So um, so yeah. I mean, the Saudi league is just. I mean, 
it's it's nice what they're trying to do for their for their country and everything. It's it's going to take time for them to actually get it done. It wasn't going to get done just because Ronaldo was there. It's going to take time for them to actually get the standard of football up and everything. So, but you know, it's it, it's it's what probably I'd say probably five six in the world league probably. Like I'd still I'd still put leagues like Liga and, and possibly the Eredivisie above it. At the moment. Oh no, I think <clears throat> I think they did something recently actually about mm. leagues where they ranked them based on quality and it was because so I think they did it so like Man City beat Bayern Munich, yeah. Bayern Munich beat Juventus. Ah, so okay. then they sort of ranked them. And I think the Saudi Pro League was way, way down. Way yeah. down. Like seventeenth, eighteenth, something like that. Yeah, I mean Oh, I'll point it back to Chelsea again. You can buy all sorts of players you want, unless you've got a good system and everything else. Ain't gonna work. <laughs> Shall we move on to the Premier League results from midweek? Hi guys, please email us at footballdroppodcast.hotmail.com with your comments, feedback, any funny stories you'd like us to share on the pod. We want to hear it. We love the feedback. We love the comments. We want to share it. I mean, we probably won't even remember to share it. We'll probably forget. But email us anyway, footballdroppodcast.hotmail.com. So we've got Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. And then we've got the weekend's results and there is a game being played tonight. I guess we're going to have to go into it at some point. So, yeah. Yeah, so okay. My list mm. is Nottingham Forest against Arsenal. Yeah, um I actually I actually watched that game. Um and I mean you, you guys look comfortable, I think for most of the you game. It looked painful for you to say that. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, I know. I know it does. It does. <laughs> but yeah, you guys look comfortable for most of the game. It was only what that last what five minute period when they scored, and then like obviously Ben White, Zinchenko having their handbags yeah. moment. Um, you know, having a go at each other, but it's because Zinchenko's a terrible defender. That's why. Um, but yeah, I mean, still won the game. Uh, kept the pressure on on the. Uh, on the top, on the other, on the other teams up there, and the top two. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Fulham, Everton, nil nil draw. But shock result of the midweek, though. Shock result of the midweek. Luton four, Brighton nil. Who in their right mind saw that coming? I saw your bench predictions, and neither of you put four. <laughs> <laughs> Never. No one put 4-0 for Luton. To, nobody in his right mind would have predicted that. Against Brighton, who were playing very well, Luton tore them a new one. It was fantastic. See, I really rate Adebayo. I didn't know what to make of him at the start, but he yeah. has really come on this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I... I... I like him. I mean, I saw I, when when they play when we played them at Kenilworth Road um, at the end of last year, or it might might have been just in the start of this year. Um, and like we we were, we look comfortable, look fine, and all of a sudden they start putting cross in there, and he's just there. And I'm like, are we are we going to try and stop this guy at some point? Like you know, it's yeah. just like, but he he's just. 
he's very much like a I, I thought very much like a just sort of run run the line sort of thing but he's very much get in there you know he's quite tall so good good at heading the ball and uh, quite quite a finisher um, on him so you know yeah it, Rob Edwards has gone playing so well that, that Ogbena he, he is top oh, yeah. and I tell you what Ross Barkley is unbelievable this season. this season I do not know what's happened to him um, he look, he he's playing like he was playing um, when he was when he was at Everton when everyone was mm. you know after him in inverted commas um, and then he ended up going Chelsea um, but yeah he's he's playing he's playing like that but he's playing a tiny bit deeper which I think is better for him because he can like he's got all of the play in front of him like to ping a ball and like make a pass and even like make a run and get in the box so um, so yeah Ross Barkley having a having a great season for Luton um, this season um, and yeah and then going into the next game we've got Palace 3 Sheffield United 2 I mean I mean that sounds like the story of two poor defences yeah in that game that's exactly what it is because exactly you wouldn't have thought that they would have gotten five goals in that game, bearing in mind the form of the teams, but maybe it was just the defence was really bad. But it's probably a bit rich of me to talk about defence being really bad. Well, <laughs> I think, I think you know, Sheffield came out quite quickly. I think that took, took Palace by surprise with the Brereton goal. Um, and then I think for Palace, you have got two unbelievable players playing for them. At least they went off injured in that one, didn't they, I think, if I remember I right. Think it was, no, I think it was actually the Brighton game. He came on for like 10 minutes, or eight minutes, I think. He actually made it in the in the Brighton game on um, on Saturday. Threw him on at 3-0 he came, down. He, he come off take. Yeah, he came on. Because he had a knock, and I think he got the knock in this game. But I could, oh, OK. But if he yeah. come off or if he got the knock. But anyway, but that, I mean, Jimenez, I outstanding. Was it? Is it Elise? Was it Elise whose leg just comes out of nowhere? And or was that Eze? I can't remember which one it was now. But his leg just came out of nowhere and he banged mm. it in. Yeah. Was that Eze? That was Eze, wasn't it? I think it was Eze. Yeah. Two mixed up. It was Eze. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I mean, top quality uh, players. But destined Pats. for a destined for a big big move oh, at some Elise, point. Elise should be at Arsenal next season. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he might be going to United, which really upsets me. <laughs> I'd rather go to Arsenal at this point. <laughs> we'll come on to United. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought, you know, it was an entertaining game, but for almost, dare I say, championship level uh, teams. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, and then the next, next, the next game, uh, Villa lost their home record. To they Newcastle, it was. I think I one of. Yeah, I think it was. It's uh, <laughs> the most inform home team against one of the most out of form away teams, and somehow <laughs> yeah. Newcastle were three 0 up at one point, and I was like, because I think I switched onto this after your game, and I was like, how is it three <laughs> nil? What's what's going on? Here? <laughs> You know, but um, but yeah, Fab, Fabian Shaw, yeah, like you say, should have had a hat trick. Um, I don't know what it was. Villa just couldn't get anything going really in that game. Um, 
Not not in the first half. They came into it towards the end of the second at the end of the second half. Mm. Um, you know when we would have switched on. Watkins is in the form of his life, but just a bad day at the office for Villa, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just a bad day at the office, and uh, I think I think that will that will show as we go more into the results and everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, back to Newcastle. Wednesday uh, next game, City Burnley. Yeah, on Not Wednesday, good. pretty much comfortable three-one win. Burnley's first, their Burnley's goal was good, um, but you know they ain't going to stop Man City, are they? Yeah, yeah. Good old David Datro Fafana assist. Good, che- good old Chelsea Loney doing well. Um, yeah, yeah. It's nice to see. Good to see all the lone players doing well. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then moving on to Spurs, 3-2 against Brentford. Um, did look in a little bit of trouble at one point. Being, uh, they rode their luck. Yeah, they rode their luck a bit. Tony still scoring, but... Um, yeah. Richarlison seems to be in the form of his life at the moment. I don't know what's happened to him recently. Oh, they're all they're all tappings, mate. Honestly, <laughs> I, don't, I don't rate the guy, and I also I don't rate I've him. In, but I got an instant disliking for Mopay after the old celebration. I thought, <laughs> what a twat! Um, and then did did you see the did you hear about all the stuff afterwards as well? Yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah. every celebration afterwards was the was the dart throwing that Matt is Madison's trademark cele- celebration. Mope went and did that after 15 minutes, and the first the first goal after 15 minutes did that, and then I think Madison came back at him and said he went a bit too early. Um, he hasn't scored enough goals to have his own celebration, which is <laughs> fucking true. Uh, yeah. and then Mope came back and said. Um, I've, I think he said I've got more goals and I've got less relegations than James Madison and <laughs> I, I thought you know fair, oh fair god coming back. But, oh my god what what was the point because I know some of the England boys do that so I know Saka's done it I know I think did Watkins do the Saka celebration at the weekend maybe or something? Like, yeah they all sort of do it to like take the mickey out of each other I think Saka's done the Rashford one yeah and they've all, they're all, but Mopay seems like he's the outsider who's come in and gone, oh, I know, I'm going to do that and, and it's going to be brilliant and they're all going to really like me and they've all gone, you wanker. Yeah, he's, he's just, Neil Mopay's just one of those players, like, probably similar to Richardson. He's not, he's not a well-liked player other than if, if they play for your team. He's one, he's one of those players and he's probably one of the most shit shithousery players that, Got and he's actually yeah. you know a part of a part of what one of the uh, best ripple effects that has ever happened in football. Um, I don't know if you've heard about that. Um, well, obviously when he was when he injured uh, was it Burnt Leno when he when Burnt Leno was playing for Arsenal. Then yes. Emi Martinez comes in. Then Emi Martinez plays well. Then Emi Martinez gets his move to Villa. Then Emi Martinez played for Argentina in the World Cup final. And has an outstanding game, and Messi wins a World Cup. <laughs> yes, he is yes. part of one of the most amazing ripple effects in football. Do you know um, what? I didn't know that was Mope who injured Leno, or, or I might have known, but I completely forgot that it was him. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't know whether he was playing for Brentford at that point because obviously he played for Brentford before, then he went to Everton, yeah. but he didn't really do much Everton. I can't remember. I think he was playing for Brentford at that point. He was at Brentford. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, 
and uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of your players weren't happy uh, with him at that point. But old 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 news now for that. But, um, but yeah, right. Let's get into it. Come on, next game. You want to get into it? The next let's game. Just, let's just let's just do it. Let's just do it quick, like like a Liverpool. plaster. Just rip it off quickly. <laughs> Liverpool Football Club from the city of Liverpool for Chelsea Football Club. From London, one. Yeah, we got a goal. Well done, lads. And Kunku scored. That's yes. Good. That was good. I will say in this, I will say, I'll, I'll say one thing. Or a couple of things, anyway. You're um, going to say more than one thing, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, definitely more than one thing. <laughs> First of all, the refereeing decisions were atrocious in that game. I'm sorry. Yeah. Gallagher should have had a penalty in the first 10 minutes. The referee bottled it at the cop. Yeah. And yeah, then, okay. and and also, Nkunku should have had a penalty when Van Dijk went through the back of him. I'll agree with that one. Oh. I don't know about the first one. I'll agree. Uh, I will agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I mean, as I'm not, I'm not going to blame. I'm not gonna. I'm not blaming refereeing decisions for the loss because if we'd have got anything out of that game, it would have been an absolute travesty of anything like in football for us to get anything from that game we we were shocking Liverpool were absolutely all over us the whole game um, and you know shout out to uh, Connor Bradley scoring his first goal and what a good goal it was um, and yeah he, he terrorised us um, he, as he did as did Darwin Nunes without even hitting the target it seemed Ah, oh, he hit the post four times. Yeah, that's the. I think they were saying on commentary that's the most anyone's hit the post in a single game, and I will say that my uh, penalty um, technique of not watching penalties worked again for when he missed that penalty. Um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it could have been a whole lot worse. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean. Special shout out for for Connor Bradley. Gay is going to give Klopp a bit of a headache, but I do hope that means that Trent can can go a little bit further forward and maybe sit in the centre of midfield there because I yeah. think that'd be really good. Mm. Um, second thing to say, it takes a special team to go and take points at at Anfield. Um, also, the first one it wasn't clear and obvious. The second one was definitely, definitely Liverpool got away with one there. Um, what did you think of Nkunku though? Like now he's he's starting to get a little bit of fitness and he's starting to play a few more games. It looks good. It looks really, he looks really good. Like he looks sharp. Like and even just then, like against Liverpool, like no space whatsoever, and he somehow just just basically kicks the ball towards the goal and you know Alisson wasn't expecting it so he didn't even really die for it he was sort of like just yeah. sort of move, moving to his uh, moving to his left but yeah I mean he look he looks good I really hope we can get a good run with him now and obviously as uh, as we're speaking now Jackson's back as well from AFCON yeah. which is probably another reason why they did let Brozier move on um, but we'll come yeah. on to Jackson no, we won't come, we'll come on to him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, he comes to, he's in the next game, and he? he's in the next. I don't game. want to talk about him. <laughs> 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 oh God! Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, so yeah, let's. I mean, 
if, if Chelsea's going to lose to a team, then away at Anfield is is all right, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was quite a high-scoring game. They probably, arguably, Nunes could have made it even worse. But 4-1 at Liverpool, you know, it's bad. Oh, uh, yeah. Four. It could be worse. Conceding four goals against Liverpool is fine. Enough said. Um, <laughs> so well, moving Thursday on to games now. yeah, moving on to Thursday. Uh, so West Ham won, Bournemouth won. Uh, Calvin Phillips having a shocker on his uh... <laughs> three minutes in. I don't know. I really don't know what happened. Like I literally thought, like when Calvin Phillips was going there, I was thinking West Ham have got like, and obviously he's not he's not a bad player just because he's had two not so great games. Like because I watched a bit of the United game because um, uh, you know on Sunday because I didn't want to watch the other game. Uh, well, I couldn't watch the other game anyway. Uh, and yeah, he's. I thought when he went there, I thought he's played okay for Man City when he has played, like in the what three appearances that he's played. So he, he I'm sure he'll be fine. Like he'd be match, like maybe not match fit, but he'll be fit and you know and and everything else. But I don't know what happened. It's just like he he didn't realise he plays in claret now, and uh, yeah, you know, passing to the players in the lighter shirts. <laughs> I don't know. It was- mad it was his third Premier League start in two seasons yeah that's correct and it was his second touch in West Ham in a West Ham shirt uh, just sent it straight to Solanke who, who could only who, who could only do who could only score you know if it was yeah. Hurts, it would probably have been alright he probably probably would have missed but it wasn't it was Solanke that was the unfortunate thing about it yeah but James Royal Prowse rescued him in the second half of a penalty oh, so West Ham were lucky. West Ham were not good. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. No, no, I don't think they were, no. No, but um, but yeah, I mean they got they got away. Well, he we got away with it, really. If you think about it, in the terms of won a loss, it was a draw. But and Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth are you know they're a good they're a good team at the moment. They're not they're they're not like they were at the start of the season. Like you know they've they've come up from nineteenth up to twelfth now. So you know just in yeah. that sort of first half of the season. So 
playing really so, yeah. well. There. I wasn't sure when Iola, but he he does seem to be. I don't think a lot of people the were in the first no. in the first five five six games. Everyone was like, "Oh, Bournemouth made made a right right mess here. They got rid of Gary O'Neill yeah. and everything." It was Gary O'Neill was like mid table and everything, you know, but. But no, they seem to be um, they seem to be doing okay now. Like style of football's in, uh, players are maybe understanding their roles a bit more. So um, so yeah, so no, uh, they're, they're they're playing good at the moment. And but then moving on to yeah. Gary O'Neill. Gary O'Neill and the next game. What's a guy. Wow. Three four. Yeah. Man United. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, United fans didn't need to have uh, any more um, love for Kobe Mainu than they do right now, you know, in the sense that he gets the winner. I mean, it's all I hear for United fans. Kobe Mainu's like, shut up. Well, yeah, Jesus. He's an 18-year-old, yeah. which technically shouldn't have even really been playing, let's be honest, because, <laughs> because you almost feel just been so bad. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That... That is enough to give him the confidence, though. I mean, Hoyland yeah. looks looks really good. He looks he looks like he's going to be something special. Yeah, Wolves were great though. You, you know, they were two 0 down, got it back to two one, then went three one down, and then all of a sudden they get you know they get they get a couple of goals and they're they're right back in it three all. Yeah, but yeah. Sec- second half, goals, yeah. Second half was much better from Wolves. Like first half, I don't think yeah. they were that they were that good. But no, no. second. Um, second half from Wolves was uh, uh, was really good and yeah and I I thought I was watching it and I was like three three I was like this is the best this is this is great Wolves are not going too much higher than us May United aren't getting too much further away but you know and then Maynu scores and I was like Jesus Christ and then but yeah. You know. But yeah, so but yeah, but that was the midweek results. So that was over the three days uh, on there. So um, so we'll move straight on to Saturday. Spurs throwing it away, last minute. You know, stuff you love to see or hear about, as like you did for me on the radio. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic, wasn't it? Because I, I think I saw it because uh, I didn't, I didn't get to watch it. But I think I saw it, uh, and it was two one. I thought, oh yeah, Spurs have done that, you know. Yeah. Brilliant. And then I looked again a little bit later on just to check up on like the three o'clock kickoffs, and I saw it was two all. I was like, ah oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> I was only, I was going to the shops and I'd only just driven out of folk. I'd only just driven out of Folkestone, and. Um, and yeah, literally then it was like three kicks in. Oh, Brantway! It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not unhappy now. You know, Spurs are losing. Spurs are drawing. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So um, yeah. It was mm. probably the worst performance Spurs have had, uh, and but it just goes to show you, you you don't really have to be very good to be beating Everton. Um, no. So. No, that's true. Yeah. I did text Ben on uh, Saturday and I said, I'm not sure if Sean Dyche is a Premier League manager, you know. <laughs> Mate, we've had this discussion. He's a Premier League manager. <laughs> he's somehow, he's somehow, some way, probably going to keep Everton up this season even with two points deductions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's only because the, the teams below him are really bad. Except for Luton. Oh, well, yeah. But anyway, you know. Anyway. Um, 
Brighton, 4-1 winners against Crystal Palace. They absolutely obliterated They them. did. They obliterated them, especially first half. Like, it was 3-0, and I think Palace fans were thinking, cool, can we go home now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they certainly did. And then they, then they did that thing where he brought on Elise, and then they... Yeah, take him off eight minutes later. Yeah, he lasted eight minutes. So they had, they had the, in the the, the fans were against against Parish again, like really sort of saying he needs to go. Hodgson needs to go. Hodgson's then, he's kind of been deflecting it away onto the players and mm. picking on the youngsters and things like that, and it's sort of. It all feels a bit uncomfortable at Palace at the minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Palace aren't careful, they will get dragged into this relegation fight because mm. Brentford Brentford are starting to get better results now. Um, obviously, we say that as they're going to play Man City tonight, but they've done well against it in the they win. last season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, pa- yeah, but Palace, can, they can really get dragged into this... Uh, into this relegation fight if they're not careful because um, with with say out of a hamstring injury now and that's probably one of the worst injuries you can have especially as a winger a quick winger as well um, trying to uh, obviously trying to get away from defenders and that so um, so yeah they um, yeah they need to be careful um, I I seen a lot of the stuff and I seen them having a having a pop at the f- um, Having a pop at the players, like the fans and everything. I think Anderson was having a pop at one of the. Uh, well, yeah, Anderson yeah. and one of the fans was having a bit of a, having a bit of a go at each other. But I mean, I, I will say this is probably what you get for bringing Roy Hodgson back for a full season. Like it should have been the case of right, you you kept us up. Thank you very much. Moving on, sort of thing. Not keeping him in. I think that it still goes back to the decision to dismiss Vieira oh, yeah. at that time. Yeah. I still don't think it was the right call. And to bring Roy back, like say, yeah, okay, bring him back. Great, job done. Right, let's bring somebody else in who can put, put in their philosophy over the course of the summer mm. um, and start this season afresh. But yeah, it's just not it's not working for him. Um, Unfortunately not, yeah. no. We can move on to Burnley, Fulham. So two all. I tell you uh, what, I Fulham... thought I thought that Burnley were dead and buried at one point. They were two nil down. What was it our half time? Um, on there, and I was like, "Well, this is going to end badly for uh, for Burnley." But um, again, David Datro Fafana. It's the only thing I can celebrate about on this podcast. He got two goals. <laughs> Get in. Um, you know, but um, but yeah, he like he seems to be like he, I I saw him a little bit when he was uh, playing again when they played Man City and like obviously set up the goal, um, he set up their goal and then obviously he scored two scored two here. So he does he does look like a, I'm not gonna say a really good player. He looks like a good player, um, and I mean when he played for us, it was very much a case of that we chucked him in. I think in a really really difficult game that we really shouldn't have chucked him in on and it probably didn't give people a good uh impression of him um on there but but yeah so uh so he got two goals one in the very it looks like in the very last minute of the uh mm. of the game 91 so uh so yeah but no they uh they pulled it back but um unfortunately i 
think it's still not going to be enough for them, to be honest. It was. A, it's a big point. It's 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 confidence building for them. So yeah. I don't think they'll get out of it, but I think they might be able to give it a really good push now, potentially against Fulham, who have been really good this season. But they're very, they're really quick out on the break, Burnley. That that's one thing that they do do is they counter and they attack really quickly, and that's where that's where they that's where they succeeded against Fulham, I think. But yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a game of two halves, and I quite I quite enjoyed it for a Burnley game as well. Yeah, yeah. And then next, moving on to another crazy game. I mean, Madness. if we wanted goals this week, we we got goals. This week, yeah. Newcastle four, Luton four. Luton scoring eight goals in two games in the Premier League. I don't think yeah. has happened. Man. Like even even before the Premier League started, I don't know if it's happened for Luton scoring four goals in uh, consecutive games. But yeah, I was I was listening to this on the radio as well after listening to the Everton Everton Tottenham game, and the radio commentary of this was just insane because. You couldn't hear the commentary really because obviously Newcastle, St James Park is so loud because the fans are so loud. But yeah, just what was going on in the game? Obviously, what Newcastle were one nil up, then it got back to one one, then it was two one, and then they got it back to two two, and then Luton went four two up after a penalty, and again Adebayo scoring. Yeah, yeah, and then um, Newcastle coming back with uh, Kieran Trippier and uh, Harvey Barnes with an equaliser. Um, coming yeah. back from his Arby from Barnes, his ankle injury, yeah, yeah, yeah. First game back, good so goal as well. it was a good goal. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a nuts game. Like Luton, Luton had Newcastle on the on when when they went forward, they just went down the right hand side. Og Ben just had Dan Burn on toast the whole game, really. Because yeah. I mean, like, it's, I'm not being funny. It's, Dan Burn's not going to keep up with him, so. <laughs> it's a it's a funny one, isn't it? Because he's been such a he's been so good for them over the last couple of years, but he's just he's not who they need in that position. I think I think that's where they could do with some investment. Yeah, left back. I mean, obviously they've got yeah. like Livramento in, but then obviously he's more of a he's more of a right back. But you could play him left back. But yeah, I think I think they probably need to something they need to look at in the. Um, They've been linked with Tierney, haven't they, for a little while, actually? Yeah, they have, yeah. And that, that might be one that works for him. I mean, I think I think he would probably suit Eddie Howe's system um, yeah. on there. So, uh, so yeah. I see it working. Mm. But, yeah, that's very, very good. I mean, I know Grimaris. I know he's not your favourite player, <laughs> but I, I really like the way he plays football. I think he is fantastic. The outsides of the footballs in. He, I think he did two actually because they. I think they missed. They missed quite a, a sitter, didn't they, Newcastle? Yeah. But the, he is just outstanding. I really like him. Oh yeah, I will. I will, I will admit he's a good player. He's just not. He's, he's just not one of my favourites. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for him, if he cares at all, Bruno, if you care, you're not my favourite player. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. And I'm sure. I'm sure he's listening, and I'm sure he's gonna. He's gonna think of ways for me to like him some more. Uh, goal, goals galore this weekend. We had another one, didn't we? Aston Villa beat Sheffield United five 0 away from home. I yeah. think after about twenty, after about half an hour, Sheffield United's uh, stadium just completely emptied. I ain't surprised. 
I am not surprised. <laughs> they were 4-0 up after 30 minutes. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I say, I I did like... I did like some super sixes this weekend, and I and I put that down. I was like, I was like, oh, Sheffield United at home, Villa are not really that good away. I thought maybe it'd be like a one-one or something, and then I was like, okay, I've not even managed to turn it on yet, and it's already three 0 So <laughs> Villa had a point to prove after losing against Newcastle, yeah, didn't they? And they, I think they did. That. Yeah, that t- that Tielemans goal was good. Yeah, yeah, that team. I saw, I, I saw that one. I was like, "Wow, um, okay, that's uh, that's worrying because we got them midweek." So, <laughs> oh, have you? Oh, well, you're on form, aren't you? So you know. Oh yeah, we're doing really good. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're not conceding goals. Um, yeah, so yeah, we got them in the FA Cup in the replay at Villa Park. So that that should be fun. Um, yeah, that was yeah. I mean, Sheffield United. Enjoy enjoy life back in the championship, lads. I mean, yeah, you get your parachute payments when you go down there. It's all good. All all they are hoping for now, and they probably won't admit this, but they are hoping to get more than Derby and Sunderland did. Yeah, the, you know, as the bottom two. I mean, what what are they on at the moment? Ten. 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 Yes. Yeah. So I mean, they only need one more point to equal Derby. So, yeah. You know. They they want to get. 15 16 points that's got to be there, right? and I mean and that's the thing if you're if you're only hoping for 15 16 points I mean there's there's problems there then because you know yeah. I, I remember when West Ham got relegated on four was it 42 or something one season yeah. you know that, that that was a that was a mental season so but yeah so yeah Villa point to prove and uh proved it well lads well done well done lads we're Bournemouth and Forest on Sunday. We'll just skip past that. It was a one-all, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Not too much going on. I think it. Uh, that was the one with the red card. Uh, Billing got a red card. Yeah, Billing it? got a red card and, a, and the uh, ref got booed off. Um, I think point. it was a red card though. I, yeah, I, I think I think it was I a red card. I don't really. Yeah, I don't really see what was the, what was the issue there with it, but um, but yeah. And then on to the uh, next game, we've got Man United. No, 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 Let's not race ahead. Because there was a game sandwiched nicely in between the Man United-West Ham game. It was probably one of the worst sandwiches that I'd ever ever experienced. Um, <laughs> it was a Matthias Cunha. He's a good player, uh, isn't he? example that he made of Chelsea... Which things things started off quite bright. You went one 0 up. What a through ball from Casado into Palmer. Great goal. Yeah. <laughs> All went downhill from there though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. You I mean, your luck from the start. Gusto was terrible in the game. De Sassi was also not good in the game. Um, I don't think Ben Chilwell had his best game. Um, Caicedo was giving away free kicks, and I think there was there was I he saw something that said, many times. "Yeah, yeah." And then when when he come off, he was like punching his seat or something. And I was thinking, hey, "Fucking don't get the ball taken off. You may even get taken off." Um, yeah, awful. Yeah, and then um, and then yeah, then they they just sort of ran ran riot, and then. Uh, you know, Thiago Silva got a got a goal four minutes before the end, but 
I feel sorry for what we're doing to his his legacy. We're uh, we're ruining a, a legend of the game. It seems uh, with Thiago Silva. He well he yeah I mean he's one that can rally rally the troops up and get them performing again, but it's just not working for him. I no. think to you know to credit Wolves, I think Neto ran you boys absolutely ragged. Yeah. He was insane. Like uh, he was against Chilwell actually, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I think I think they were doubling up on Chilwell, and, and Neto was just. Yeah, he I mean was... Neto was just staying forward and staying out wide. And because yep. Chilwell was Chilwell was obviously trying to get forward, and obviously then that's leaving that's leaving Thiago Silva a bit isolated at the back. Because you know I don't know. I mean when one goes forward, one should drop back, but apparently not in this case. Um, so yeah, the yeah I mean they 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 were they were so much so much better than us. Um, in the game, I. I I've never I enjoyed could, seeing a person so dejected before. <laughs> I could I could take the Liverpool result and even then that was that was a struggle to take because my dad's a Liverpool fan. Um and I've also got oh, someone okay. at work who's a massive Liverpool fan and also we've got them in the Carabao Cup, so I'm just hoping yeah. for a one nil loss there if that can happen. Um Yeah. It it was it was terrible, terrible performance from the team. Um, obviously we've been on a good run before then and these but these two these two games have sort of killed it for us and the thing is then now everyone's like shouting about what what should what should be done and everything's like what can you do at this point really well that's the that's the question isn't it and you know I think he was about to say Wolves were Wolves were great Cunha was great mm-hmm. great goals yeah. I think for for Chelsea though, you know, you've you've bought so many players. You've got the likes of Mudrick, who you know Arsenal are going toe to toe with you to buy to buy him, and you out you know you outbid us. Casado, Liverpool were going toe to toe with you, and you and you outbid them. Like that, that Enzo Fernandez, he just won the World Cup. We were just bidding um, against ourselves with Fernandez, I think. You were sorry. I think we were just bidding against ourselves with Fernandez because no one, no one was yeah. really there. It was all talk about the next transfer window, but we were like, no, we want to get him now. Then, so, but I understood yeah, because it because you just won the World Cup. Like you, you understand it. Like I yeah, I do understand Sanchez it. In goal was was great for um, uh, Brighton over yeah. the last few seasons. So, so you understand why you bought him. You know, Sterling's been quality. Palmer, you were sort of thinking, oh, I don't really understand that. He's been great, but. And Kunku, you know, you've got all these players. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I think the problem is there's a lack of uh, there's a lack of leadership in the team, um, and that is the club's fault for going out and buying these twenty, you know, under twenty three, should we say? Um, but you've got Thiago Silva. You've got yeah, but that's Ricky one. That's Sterling. one plat. Yeah, but got... I mean, I will say though, Sterling was awful. In that yeah. in that Wolves game, I don't really know what's happened to him over the last or three games or something, but I think there is a, a a bit of tactical immaturity in there as well, um, especially in the Liverpool game. Um, you know, going back, and I hate going back to the days of when we had 
like the likes of John Terry, Frank Lampard, Didier Jogba, and and all those. But they would in a game see right. This is this is not working. I'm going to stop doing that now because that's not working, and I'm going to do this like you know oh i will change it myself in game sort of thing even if the manager hasn't told them to they will be like right i can see that's not working and they they'd even and you know they may even tell someone else right no you stay on him because he's 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 getting free sort of thing and there's just not there's just not that at the moment and um yeah it's i very much backed Pochettino since since the start of the season, even went on that bad run at the start of the season, I was very much like, what are we even talking about? Like when there were people talking about get rid of him and all that sort of thing. Um, however, that Wolves game, I'm not going to say it's pushed me over the edge to me say get to me saying get him out. But if this continues, I might be pushed that way. Um, it was trending on Twitter over the weekend. Yeah, but I just can't. I don't. I don't see who you get in, because you go and get Jose. Jose don't work well with young players. I, yeah, I've got no. I've, I don't see Jose working. Um, Hansi Flick is one that's been mentioned. What the guy that got sacked from Germany because they didn't make or they didn't qualify for a. What was it? They they didn't win a game, did they? I yeah, they didn't win they a didn't game. Win. Yeah, so you know Hansi Flick, who who was sacked by Germany and one of Germany's worst managers. Yeah, he did all right Bayern Munich, but that's Bayern Munich. That's not, yeah. <laughs> that's not exactly who does it well. Thomas Tuchel maybe, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I just I don't see there being anyone else better to take to take over at the moment. So I'm I'm still in I'm still in the, the case of pots to the end of the season. See where the season ends. See what yeah. happens at the end of the season. If we met like top half is probably the only thing we're looking at this season is top half. It's unlikely that we'll get Europe because of the clubs in front of us. Albeit, if somehow we did win the Carabao Cup, we would get a European place. Um, so we do need to try and get back in Europe. But this season, I think it's a case of pots to the end of the season and. Yeah, see what happens after that. See if there is then someone available that the owners want. But it's not, and what people got to understand, this is not the Chelsea of old. This is not Roman Abramovich. This is a totally new era. The club's been changed from top to bottom. The only player, the only person I think that's still there when when Abramovich still probably two people is Ben Chilwell and Rhys James. They're probably the only two that are there still from from that from that era. So. You know, it's, I, I it's, some, I it's something. It's something that I think a lot of Chelsea fans, and I hate Chelsea fans. Other Chelsea fans, I really do, because they're just whiny, moany. Yeah, um, <laughs> I won't go too much into that because I'll get on. I'll, but um, yeah, it's just. I think we've just got to sit. We've now got to sit there and take our medicine for what we've done. Um, in regards to the transfer market, just got to sit there and take our medicine. Like I've what I watched Arsenal take your medicine for, you know, how many years finishing, you know, eighth, seventh, sixth, fifth, you know, fin- finishing in those 
you know, outside of the Champions League and sometimes, you know, out, outside of Europe. I've watched it happen with, obviously, Liverpool. I've watched it happen with even United, like, finishing, in terms of finishing outside of the Champions League um, on there. And even Spurs last season, obviously, they didn't, they didn't qualify for Europe either. So I think we've got to sit back, take our medicine, and I think until the owners actually decide to buy, bring in some, not, well, yeah, established leaders into the team unfortunately it will this will kind of continue this way in these very up and down performances at the moment so yeah I, I do agree yeah. I think Lee Potchett I don't think you can afford to get rid of him I think that and that and we as we've found out that does impact on the mm. FFP stuff um, I mean he did only sign uh, a two year deal so but mm. from an Arsenal fan who went through this as you said it, 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 you've got you can almost see what we, what what Chelsea are trying to do you can almost see with the players that they've got what they're going to do what they need to do yeah. and where they can get to just a couple more players i think you know you've got to replace Thiago Silva i think yeah. you've got you you know you can do you can get a few players defensively who are better but i think you're on the right tracks and i think actually Poch could be the man to do it I've, I I I I do. To be fair, I think I think it's just this is just a young team that will have this up and down performances, and it's just obvious that they will on there. So you know. But anyway, moving on from uh, my my pain and personal hell this weekend, <laughs> um, May United yeah. West Ham, three 0 win for United. Good game, Matt. Hoyland was super. Herb. I think the youngsters that they had at the top with Garnacho, Garnacho as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were they were superb. Yeah. Um, again, this is a game where I I did uh, switch on and uh, got a glimpse of Calvin Phillips again in the West Ham shirt, and I saw him get the ball nicked off him by Scott McTominay, and he sort of fell to the floor and then didn't run back. And I was a bit like, why are you not running back? You've lost the ball there. You should be yeah. the one sprinting back, and he just wasn't. And I was a bit like, mm, I don't know, I don't know what's happening there. But he's having a tough time of it. But I'm sure he'll turn it around. Like you know, he's a good player. Yeah. Um, and he he will he will turn it around. And he, um, yeah. Well, we hopefully he's in good form because uh, he is going to go to the Euros. We all know that, whether he's playing or not. So uh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's terrible that 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 is a sad fact. But uh, yeah, I, he will be going. Oh. Just you know, I think United. I think Bruno Fernandes is one of those blokes. Or he, he, you know, he only sings when he's winning because he was he was really good in this game. I thought I saw mm. a different side to Fernandes from than what that we I might have seen throughout the course of this season so far. Um, but they seem to play really well. But I don't know if that's just because West Ham were really poor. But then United seemed up for it. You know, with with Bowen taking that ball down, and I think he should have shot a little bit earlier. But Diallo, you know, busting the guy to get back. He, similar to what Calvin Phillips didn't do. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be doing all right. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, which, again, it's painful for me to say, to see United, who we were a point away from a couple of weeks ago, or at least a week last weekend. Um, and now we're, what, uh, five points away from them? Six points or something? So, seven? Yeah, seven. Seven. So yeah, but you know, it's um it's just one of those unfortunately. Um but yeah, 
Right. Let's move on to the greatest game that, that, that there has been since the last greatest game that there was. Um, <laughs> Arsenal 3, Liverpool 1. Now, there was a couple of defensive cock-ups with this one. Um, I think by both at one point, weren't they? Yeah. That, that being said, it was an entertaining game. Yeah. I thought Arsenal could have won by more. Liverpool were not on it at all. No. I think it was a, I think it was a red card. I think they got lucky with their goal. We got lucky with both of our goals, actually. I think Trossard's one was quite fortunate to slip through the legs of Alisson. But he just, he just got done, didn't he? So yeah, just got done. I know it was a really, it was a really good performance by Arsenal. I didn't see that coming whatsoever. I thought Liverpool, I thought Liverpool would win that, um, even though it but was a, was at the Emirates. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they just had no like there was none of the. Uh, um, like pressing uh, from from Liverpool to Arsenal, it's like it was like they thought right if we just if we sit back a bit, maybe we can cap. But then but then obviously you start playing balls over the top, and I think I think actually um, and I don't think Ben would uh, like me saying this and uh, or anything, but Jorginho I thought had a really good game. Uh, well, Ben in actually said earlier that he thought that Jorginho was the best player on the pitch. Well, I mean, yeah. The Bears are turning up for the books. That's, yeah, that's a turn up for the books. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean... The price was, was good. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought, it, was a, I thought it was a really um, really good performance by Arsenal and uh, keeps, you, keeps you in the title race. Because I did think if you do lose that game, you were probably out of it. Like, being eight points back. Um, yeah, you'd be we, wanting Liverpool we, to we, lose we, another three games, which... They probably won't. They've happen. only lost two this season. And yeah. Then, you know, One of them they shouldn't have lost. Probably shouldn't have lost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, but no, it's a good performance from you guys. Obviously, Gabriel scored no goal, which is unfortunate for him, but uh, Saka, Martinelli and Trossard, just, yeah. But, yeah, massive, massive mix-up by uh, Van Dijk and, uh, and Alisson. Um, it in was... The, Massive mix-up. Yeah. I just didn't. I, I was. I was in. The, like I said this is one of the games when I was in the gym. I was watching my phone and I just saw. I just heard like I was on the treadmill and I was sort of looking up and then I just heard Peter Drury go, "Oh, what's happened there?" And then I looked down and Martinelli's just run, running like just boot kicked the ball in the back net and I was like, "What actually happened there?" I wasn't even looking at the screen. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, Allison kicked Van Dyke, didn't he? Yeah, he kicked Van Dyke and. That's when all that's when all the trouble occurred. That, I just yeah, I just they, saw Van Dyke get um get pushed by Gabriel Martinelli, which I didn't think would be something I would say at any point this century. Um, you know, and it was a fair it was a fair push. It was just a shoulder barge, and he he got him. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, great performance from you guys. What are you now? Two points off top now. Two points off top. Yeah, City have got a couple of games in hand. They're playing in a minute, so you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah. with those. But yeah, overall, a good few days for Arsenal. Three wins in a row now. See if we can continue that. Hopefully that blips over and we don't get another one. But that's Excellent. been a great episode. Thank yeah. you very much for for joining and we're doing your time the, uh, out. We're doing the top tens. 
centre attacking mids quickly. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Yeah. yeah we've okay, got to yeah, let's run through that, yeah. Uh, ben did send us a list through uh, of his, so I'll run through Ben's list and we can we can kind of pick and choose between that on there. Yeah, we'll just uh, disregard everything that he Yeah, says. so Ben's got Foden number one. Oh no, I'll start, start off the bottom. Um, well, is his in order? I couldn't quite work out whether he's got... This is like he, he's in... I think he has got this preference. in order. I think he okay. has got this in order. But, so he's picked Foden as number one. Hang on. Okay, he's he, he's. I think he's had a bit of a shocker, if I'm honest. But we'll, we'll go we'll go with it. Um, he's got Ross Barkley in there as a as a centre attacking mid. Now I would say he's playing a bit deeper for Luton. If I'm yeah, honest. he's a number eight. And uh, number eight slash six, like depending on. Yep. What they're playing, so uh, Ben, that's one off already. Cool, right? Uh, <laughs> then we've got uh, Pereira for uh, for Fulham, um, which he does play as a centre attacking mid. Okay, you're going you're going from ten. Yeah, I'm going for ten. Yeah, I'll go oh, ten oh, upwards. Yeah. Number two. I was like, oh no, God okay, no. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, no. Uh, yeah. So uh, Pereira, Andreas Pereira at number uh, nine. Uh, then you've got Bruno Fernandez number eight. Okay. Um, then he's got Decore seven. Hmm. Decore at seven. Okay. Above Fernandez, I'm not really sure about that. Uh, Eze six, Gibbs White five, Madison four, Palmer three, Erdegaard two, and Foden one. On there. Hmm. Right. Okay. Not, I'm not sure I agree with the Ross Barkley, if I'm honest. Um, no, let's scrap that. So we'll scrap let's... him out already. Uh, do you want me to write these down or? Yeah, go currently? for it. Okay, I will write them down. I've got a keyboard. There we go. Okay. Right. So. Just move it on the right screen. That'd be good. Excellent. There we go. Right. Cams, because that's what they are. Okay, so um so who who do you think's number one this season? Premier League. Number like, one. I mean it's probably gonna be one of the names that Ben's mentioned in there, right? Because I can't think that he's got that lack of ball knowledge that he hasn't picked someone who should be number one. Really good question. Who is number one? I don't think it's Foden. You don't think it's Foden? Okay. I don't think it's Foden. No, not as quite what is essentially a number ten. Because I think Palmer's had a better season than Foden. Hmm. In that number ten role, probably yeah. So. Because Foden's normally out wide, isn't it? He normally he has, is, he but I think played. I think we all know his positions like a he is a cam. It's just he's being played out there at the moment, um, on there. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm happy with putting Palmer as number one. Like this season as a number ten, like 
I would probably go with Palmer, but obviously there is a bit of bias for me in there. Um, I think I just think that he he come from nowhere mm. and was shit hot. Yeah, I, I think I think you could argue that Erdegaard could be in there because he's I think he's up there. He's been quality for Arsenal. He's a cap, captain, leader. You know, taking us to where we need to go. So I wonder if he's in with a shout. Yeah, I think um, so. I think I. I don't think he's had as as good a season as he as he has done before. But like, no. maybe, maybe he didn't start off that well. But he has he has kind of come back, come back into it a bit more now. Um, this season, I think so. Who who would who would be Liverpool's? I mean, they don't really have a number ten, do they? They don't. They generally play with a number with a, like a six and two eights, like. Um, I mean, you can argue that Cody Gakpo's kind of played a like a centre mid, like attacking mid role. Um, then you've got players like Gravenberg as well um, on there. So I, I don't, I don't really think you can say that he's um, uh, that they've really got on number ten, to be honest. And then obviously, if you look at the other the other teams, obviously you've got Bruno Fernandez, um, Eze. Uh, Obviously, Madison and Gibbs White as well, um, on there. And again, Newcastle—they don't really play with a number ten, either. They they kind of play with a. Um, but I mean, some of who I put in there, especially after especially after uh, yesterday's uh, um, performance, would be uh, Cunha. He'd definitely be in the top ten, I think. Because mm. I do yeah. think he's he is more of a like a. a uh, if not if not a number 10 he's very much a false 9 on there definitely like he's definitely not a striker but he's well <laughs> could have been if so um, um, no I, yeah. I, I would agree with that I think let's put him in the top 10 somewhere uh, yeah who have you got Villa don't really have a 10 do they I, I mean, John McGinn kind of plays a bit further forward, but I think we had him in the centre mid. We had him in the centre um, mid, yeah. Yeah. So, you can, yeah. I mean, he's he, he's really a midfielder, but he has been playing a, a, a little bit more attacking uh, this season. Mm. Um, on there and then. Okay. Yeah. So let's go Palmer, Erdgaard, okay. Foden. Mm-hmm. Foden. Or do we put Foden above Erdgaard? I don't know what to make of Foden as a number ten this season because I, I feel like he's been playing wide wide. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this this season I would probably go. Uh, I would probably go Foden above Erdegaard because I think Erdegaard had a slow start, but I mean okay. he has been he has been very good. So I mean I think definitely top top three. Um, I'll go with that then. So let's go okay, we'll go Palmer, with that. Foden, Erdegaard. Um, number four, so we've got players like you've got Madison, you've got Fernandez, you've got Eze, Gibbs White. Um, I think. Pereira. So I think. I think had Madison not got injured, I think we'd definitely be putting him in there. But I think because he has been out, do we go for somebody who who hasn't? So. Yeah, uh, I mean. Eze. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could go Eze. I mean, I think. I think uh, Gibbs White's been really good this season as well. Um, even though, even though uh, not in Forest have not been that great, he is. He has been quite good. Um, He's the standout this season. Yeah. So um, 
So yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think I think Eze, yeah, I think Eze then gives White is probably a good a good shout if you if you agree with that. Yeah. Or or are we looking at Bruno Fernandez to be a bit higher? I think Bruno Fernandez for me personally, he lets himself down when he drops. So he doesn't yeah, I agree. he doesn't do what what people need him to do. So mm. No, yeah, I agree. I just I'd want I just wanted to make sh- I just wanted to make sure he was on the same page as me. That's fine. <laughs> um So we've got Eza. We've got Eze, so then we've got Gibbs Gibbs White fifth. Gibbs White. Yeah, okay. Gibbs then White. I think then I think it's probably I think probably Bruno Fernandez should probably go in there at number six because as you, as you say he lets himself down when United don't play well he doesn't really. But he is a quality player. Oh, he's a quality player. Yeah, he just that. needs to stop stopping. <laughs> like you know, yeah. when your team's not playing. Like I mean, the, the the time the time that I see him when he was stropping that much was you know against Liverpool against Liverpool when they lost seven nil. And he's like shouting at the, he's like gesturing to Ten Hag. He's like trying to push the linesman out of the way, and it's like Jesus, yeah. calm, calm, fuck down, uh, sort of thing. But um, but yeah, so okay, so number seven. Um, I mean, the one I'm probably looking to put in number seven is probably someone like James Madison, because yeah. I mean he he was dead, he was obviously got injured in that Chelsea game, but. He has been very good this season, and he's come back and he has looked really good again. Um, on there, spraying balls around, and I saw him uh, a few shots against Everton as well, which uh, Pickford had to make some good saves for. Um, okay, uh, and then number eight. So at the mo, so from Ben's list, we've got Decore, Pereira, and Ross Barkley that we haven't used. Um, on there now, I don't think Pereira's been amazing. So, um, but he is a he is a number ten. Um, I think Decore has been someone who's kind of dragged Everton forward mm, a bit. Decore has um, been good. So, uh, but yeah, so we're looking at what we're looking at. We're looking at like eight, eight, nine, and ten now. Um, in the list, so um, I'm just looking to see if there's anyone else that Where kind of jumps out. Did we have Guimaraes in central midfield? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had him yeah, as a centre mid. Yeah. Um, did we have Kudus as a winger? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, unfortunately. Um. What about Paqueta? Yeah, that's oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. I think I think he yeah obviously he's in he's injured at the moment, but this season I think he has been he has been really good. So he's not, we didn't put him down as a winger, did we? No, no, we didn't. No. And did we had Bowen as a striker, didn't we? We didn't save him for a number ten. Uh, no, we had to put Bowen in the wingers. Oh, in the wingers. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. put Bowen in the wingers. Right. That was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we won. Yeah, no, I remember that now. Um, mm. So we have, what have we got left? Nine and ten. Yeah, we've got nine and ten left. So I think I think Decore should probably go in there. Yeah, agreed. Um, for this season, he's been uh, he has been good for Everton. 
uh, going forward, what about, especially. Um, what do you call Billy? Um, he's he's a strange one. I I would say he's probably more of an eight than a ten, but obviously in in this new kind of system that he plays that they've been playing with, uh, um, with the manager, he's a, he does go forward a little bit more. Um, but I don't know if I call him an attacking attacking midfielder. No. But the problem is we are running out of names. Um, for attacking midfielders, um, I mean the only one from Ben, the only two from Benzies we got are Pereira for Fulham, and Ross Barkley. Um, well, Barkley's a no, I think, but maybe Pereira because he has had a the start of the season. Fulham were, were smashing it. I, I, yeah, when they played us, they were great. That was that was only last month. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, he did. He did play well then. Um, just having a look, just seeing if there's anyone else. But I mean, the thing, thing is, a lot, a lot of team, like a lot of teams now, or more teams now in the Premier League, because it used to be everyone played four, either four three three or four two three one, but now people are playing like you know, they're playing the three at the back, and then that leaves two midfield, and then obviously no real like sort of number ten. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm yeah. happy to go with Pereira. Where did we, we put Bernardo Silva? Was he? Did we put him as a winger? Uh, no, I think we did. We actually him as centre midfielder because he's been playing like sort of alongside Rodri this season. I think we put him as a centre midfielder. I mean, Bernardo Silva could literally probably go in every single list. That's the um, thing, isn't it? Yeah. In, like as a midfielder, he go he could go as a winger. He could go as a centre midfielder. He could go as an attack midfielder. Like you know, he's he's insane. Like. I think everything. last season we'd have had McAllister as as that, but he's been playing more as an eight as an eight. Yeah, ball. yeah, that's been yeah, that's been one that probably would have been there. And also for Brighton last season, like obviously he's been injured. Um, and CISO, like yes, he was a mate. He was really good last season, and obviously he got he's he had that bad injury. I think it was in pre season, or it might have been at the end of last season. And uh, yeah, he just obviously hasn't come back yet from that. Um, we didn't put Cunha in. We didn't. He's going in this list, though. Right. But where's he going? Because he's not going number 10. Not after the yesterday. I can't put him 10. In good, in good faith, I cannot put him in 10. Um, <laughs> um, Who have we got in nine? So maybe he just sits above Decore. Yeah, we've got Decore um, at nine. And then Paqueta's at eight. Madison seven. Oh, under Madison. Under Madison, under Madison you reckon, Madison. yeah? Okay. Yeah. And we've got our top ten. Excellent. Well, I think that I say I think I think that's pretty good. Obviously, I think Ben had a little bit of a shocker with uh, putting Ross Barkley as a as a cam, but um, but yeah, well remembered because I I didn't remember that at all. Obviously, I tried to forget him to be honest after yesterday. <laughs> so, but yeah, there we go. So we've got ten. So I'll just run through them. So Takore is ten. Paquetta's nine. Cunha eight. Manson seven. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, 6th, Gibbs uh, White, 5, Eze, 4, Odegaard, uh, 3, Foden, 2, and Cole Palmer as number 1 up there. So, Perfect. yeah. Great job. Excellent. Thank you very much. I will say it again. Thanks very much for coming on. <laughs> your time. No worries, mate. No I worries. tried to end it earlier, but well corrected. Yeah, no. I'd say if we, if we didn't do that, we know we know we'd get some we'd get some shit from Ben if we yeah. if we forgot that. So. Yeah. He's going to be annoyed, actually, that on the one that he's not here, we've done an hour and 35, he's going to be like, what? 
It's but because we like it's because we like to talk when you know he's not here. Exactly, yeah, we can talk about him. But no, thank you very much. And yeah. I'll catch you next week. Cool. All right, mate. In a bit. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.